I uh, want to say one thing. These guys are pretty serious players in our industry. Uh, we provide links from this website to their websites. Take a look at what Trace Meyer has to say uh, at his website, rundogold.com. Okay, welcome back to the 79th episode of the rundogold.com podcast. I've got with us again our special guest, Bill Rounds. He's a California attorney and co-authors HowToVanish.com with me. Welcome, Bill. Hi, Trace. Good to be back. Okay, so as we promised the last episode, we're going to be talking about this concept of location independence and how that relates to privacy. Now, one thing uh, that I talk about on the RunToGold.com uh, post is preparation. You know, an ounce of preparation is worth a pound of cure. And so as we're going throughout our lives, if we prepare in advance and if we can see, uh, you know, pretty well the future and the potential threats and then we calculate the probability and the possibility of things happening, then we can come up with a risk-reward cost-benefit analysis. And I think this is getting increasingly important as we move into the information age where location is playing less and less of a critical role in our life. And so on Run to Gold, I talk about this thing called the last plane account. And the last plane account is kind of that doomsdayer situation. If you have to take the last plane out of your country or out of your city, out of wherever, there are two questions. Where do you go and how do you maintain your standard of living? Now, with me personally, I've set up my own situation so that I'm what's called location independent. That means it doesn't matter where I physically am at. It doesn't have any impact on how I earn my money or uh, you know where I receive my mail or any of these things. Uh, you know, it, it, whether I'm in Europe, in Paris, or whether I'm in New York, or whether I'm in Florida... It doesn't really matter too much to my lifestyle and the lifestyle that I've designed. And what that does is that preparation gives me a lot of uh, just it's kind of like a warm blanket at night. I, you know, I I watch on TV these gigantic uh, hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunamis and all of those things. And I don't have to worry about like my livelihood being washed away by a by a hurricane or being washed away by a tsunami. In fact, uh, one of my uh, contractors, he lived in the Philippines, and one of the typhoons that went through there washed his house away, and he had to move like 35 miles uh, inland. And, you know, that that was kind of a wake-up call. You know, these natural disasters, they can happen to all of us, and we need to be prepared for them. For example, I was down in Chile, a month before that gigantic earthquake rocked Santiago. Like, I missed it by a month. Uh, And yet, you know, had I been there, I would just need to get out, and then I could go on about my life. You know, I get on a plane, I can choose somewhere to go, wherever I want to go, and I can maintain my standard of living by doing it. So as we talk about location independence and privacy, uh, this plays a big role in the tax domicile. And that's why I brought, I brought Bill on the show today is so that we can talk about these things. So Bill, how does location independence and privacy play such a critical role in choosing one's tax domicile? Well, privacy is probably the, <clears throat> the main 
Uh, privacy is probably the main consideration when you're thinking about tax domicile issues um, and to make tax domicile the most beneficial because when you are tied to a geographic location you are much more vulnerable, your assets are much more vulnerable to, I'll call them attacks, um, things like frivolous litigation or um, like you said natural disasters and risk of loss and things like that. Um, as an attorney, we try and help our clients to assess risks and recognize risks and protect against those risks as best as they, that they can. And one of the best ways to do that, especially moving forward into the information age, is by using um, techniques of location independence. So, can we talk a little bit about governments and how governments tie their jurisdiction to you based on geography. Right. Well, for example, whenever you um, have to start a business or get a driver's license or so many of the common things that most people do in their life, you are required to go through a government entity that's going to want your residential address. They're going to want to know where you live, where they can find you at all times. Now, 20 or 30 years ago, there was probably a lot more people who um, ha didn't have the flexibility to move around and maintain their standard of living and to continue working. Now, there is a significant number of people who do have that ability, and, and that number is growing every day. And so, the, the governments of the United States, both you know, local and federal and uh, all, all different levels of government, require you to go through their uh, programs, go through their registrations and their fees based on where your residential address is. Um, and in many cases, you're going to have to come up with some kind of residential address based on other activities that you engage in. For example, if you um, sell a product inside the state of California, the state of California is going to want you to register uh, several things with them, become uh, a, a registered seller of a product, become um, a re recognized business entity, uh, and things like that. Yeah, and so in a lot of cases, it's not even necessarily uh, all that important where you're physically at. With the internet now, we can... Uh, check our email. We can, you know, buy and sell things over the internet. We can have things shipped to us anywhere in the world via FedEx and UPS. And so it's getting less and less important uh, for a lot of people, as you talked about, uh, the actual geographical location that they're at. But uh, for governments, it seems that it they want to keep making it more and more important to have some type of physical location so that you. Uh, have a residential address for your bank account or for all of these things, things that are completely uh, useless to a person actually doing business. Like, you don't need any of that stuff to actually conduct business. These are just additional regulations and additional uh, burdens that are, that are put on people. And so as we talk about uh, this location independence and this uh, ability to... Uh, craft your your own affairs in a way that you don't necessarily uh, you aren't necessarily tied as much to 
a specific area, how can we do that? Like, how can we achieve a little bit more of this location independence in our own life? Well, you brought up some of the things that governments require, or, or wanted to talk about some of the things that governments require. And because oftentimes they're so ridiculous to the way business actually operates, especially now and especially into the future, there have sprung up a lot of companies that actually handle a lot of those um, location-based services. For example, an agent for service of process. That's something that every registered business entity needs to have. It's a actual person that sits in an office at an address somewhere inside the state. <clears throat> Every state is going to require that of a business that registers with them. Fortunately, there are private companies that will act <clears throat> Fortunately, there are private companies that will act as that registered agent for you. So, just because you're selling things in California and you need to have a California entity, for example, you don't have to have any actual office in California. You can find a registered agent who will act as your registered agent and then they can forward it to you however you want. And a lot of registered agents will forward things to you by email. And the same is true in whatever state in the country you want to establish your tax domicile because things like a registered agent are things that help in uh, establishing those kinds of connections that you need. Yeah, so whether you're a, a sunbird cruising around the United States in their RV or whether you uh, run, you know, you're self-employed uh, who works primarily over the Internet or whether you're a retired uh, investor or you're just an investor in general, perhaps you live off of distributions or dividends, things of that nature, there are a lot of strategies and tactics that you can apply to achieve this location independence and this privacy. And once you have it, once you have location independence, is it easier to establish your tax domicile wherever you want? Oh, absolutely, because then you have so much more control over um, all of the aspects of your life. Uh, and having that control allows you to um, shift and move from one state to another any little item or any little connection that you might have. And so that's what we're going to talk about in episode three. We're going to be talking about the overall strategy for tax domicile. We're going to be talking about the different tests that we have to use that are used to determine where we're located uh, for a tax domicile. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can uh, optimize that for whatever we want to achieve in our life. So this has been episode 79 of the RunToGold.com podcast. And to kick it all off, our very own monetary scientist, because the savants, they've got the real deal here on the Charlie. That we know. Laying it down, and of course, he's been right all along. Hey, Adam, this is the monetary scientist at RunToGold.com.